You're listening to The Green Room with Neil Griffiths podcast recorded backstage at Falls Festival in Byron Bay. This episode is brought to you by the Handshake Media Network and our friends at Audio-Technica. To hear more episodes of The Green Room podcast with Neil Griffiths or to check out other shows on the Handshake Media Network, including Matter of Faction and Two Truths and a Lie, head over to themusic.com.au. Happy New Year, happy 2020, happy new decade, everyone. Welcome to The Green Room podcast with Neil Griffiths. We are backstage at Falls Festival in Byron Bay to ring in the new year. And oh, dear God, it has been a big three days before we go on, we would like to thank our proud sponsors, Audio Technica, who are going to be giving away some gifts to our guests on this episode. And to help me do that, producers Danny and Maggie, guys, how are we feeling? Neil, I am hot, but I am so pumped. My feet are sore. I've had about six Calypso crushes. We're ready to roll. Um, this is a very big episode. We have a bunch of artists that we have spoken to across the three days. So without further ado, on this episode, we speak to Psychedelic Porn Crumpets, Pinyal, Wax, Youngblood, G-Flip, Thelma Plum, Montaigne, and Lewis Capaldi. Check it out right now. Welcome back to the Green Room here at Falls Festival. I am backstage now with the Psychedelic Porn Crumpets. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much Hello. for having us. Thanks for having us. Now we have the whole crew this time, so I'm just going to let you guys go around the table and introduce yourselves. My name is Danny Caddy, and I play the drums and the cymbals. And, and the, the cymbals. cymbals. Oh. I didn't know they were separate. Yeah, my name is Luke, and I play the gamelan. Gamelan? What's my name, that? My name's Chris, and I play the bass. All right, well, I'm Jack. I play guitar and sing, actually. Uh, I'm Luke, and I'm just here because I'm here. Well said. Well said, Luke. Rounded out nicely. Um, Yeah, you guys were on here last time, Splendor, in July, in the exact same location. Were were you all on the show? I should know this. I feel like only three of the five were on. I think it was me, Jack, and... It was Chris, Jack, and Luke. Yeah. Parrish. Yeah. And the reason I say this is because at the end of this interview, you're going to win a prize, which you guys know nothing about. Um, Mm -hmm. Nothing forward to the prize, though. (laughs) You don't know what it is, but it's Ears great. It's a perking with a prize. Um, as we record this, it is about 7 p.m. on New Year's Eve. So, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, guys. Yeah. You got off stage about, what, an hour ago? Uh, Probably yeah. not even, like half nah, hour. 40 minutes. I was stinking, though, so I've now got jeans and a T-shirt on. I actually played in just my uh, swim shorts. You haven't showered yet what you're wearing right no, now? No, I haven't, but see if you can smell it. You can't get smell no, the microphone. You can hear that, that, or yeah. you can hear that odor. It's, just, it's penetrating it. the microphone. Sizzling armpits. <laughs> so how was the uh, the last show of 2019 of the decade? It actually was really good. Like we, we When we played Splendor, it was called the GW McLennan stage. Mm-hmm. Now it's called the Forest stage. Mm-hmm. So actually, Same I think, stage, though. I think we had a, a way bigger crowd for Splendor, to be honest. It was actually piling out the tent, wasn't it? It was massive. It was going back... It was, pretty, it was pretty close. It was yeah. good, yeah. And we, we were sort of explaining, we're like, yeah, like, one, one time we had, like, fans and they came and it was, like, in a tent. Yeah, one guy, like, knew the yeah. song. And then, then we sort of walked out and I walked out, yeah, no shirt, just beer belly hanging out. Mm. And it was great. And there was actually people there. People could see the progression of your beer belly from Splendor to I now. I feel like I've trimmed down since July. So mm-hmm. that was my well, you look uh, great. six months. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was my six months challenge. Oh, sweet. Oh, really? Yeah, actually? just to be, like... Everyone who was here last year yeah. judge me for what I was before. Or maybe don't judge, but judge me for my belly, not my actions. Well, it was a, it's, a, it's a retrospective podcast, I guess, because like I said, this, is, this particular episode is the last episode of 2019 and the decade. Yeah. Psychedelic oh. Porn Crumpets formed in 2014, correct? 
Yeah. Started, yeah, as in a, as a uni project, as a little bedroom project, and I think yeah. 2015 we came together as a band. So, yeah. Does yeah. it does it feel that it's gone that quickly? Like I said, the the, the decade itself, 2010. Where the fuck were you guys in 2010? We were talking about this. I don't yeah. remember. I think I finished <laughs> school in 2009. Uh, so I was like, me and Chris I were was in first nine. year uni. Yeah. Finished school in 2010. I was yeah, first, yeah. yeah, first year college, and then uh, the young hopeful. My dreams hadn't been crushed yet. I'm pretty sure 09 uh, or about that year, Red Hot Chili Peppers played Big Day Out. They did. Can, they did. Can confirm, I was there. Yeah, front row. I was there too. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Was there too. Okay. yeah, great. So gig. I think I was at that one. Yeah. I can't even remember. Um, what was that? Last the year before that was Tool. All right, Rage Against Machine was the year. No, that was 07. Was Rage Against Machine. Yeah, no, it was Prodigy. Prodigy and Neil Prodigy, Young. So Neil Young was yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Where are they now? That was the last one. Neil Young still around. Where are those around. fucking Chili Peppers now? Am I right? Yeah. What a great uh, festival though. <laughs> was Big Day Out. Yeah. That was. Yeah. And now they got Frashanti back. A decade. <laughs> there you go. So it's we started a decade with Frashanti. We ended with Frashanti. It's all happening. Having got off stage, what as you said, a half an hour ago, do you guys get a little bit nostalgic and think, oh shit, this is kind of the end of a of a, a milestone year? I still yeah. think it's the beginning. Like yeah. I mean, I'm looking at more from a starting point. Like I think um, I, I don't know. It, it feels weird. It's a great year, looking back. Yeah, this year's probably been our biggest year as like a band and actually breaking out and like I said, having people that are actually at your gig rather than be like, "Hey, mom." But yeah, <laughs> so um, I think yeah, moving into a decade. I don't know. I don't know if I'll have a tear, but it'll be like I want you to I cry. I feel like yeah. I feel like now we've just got to step our game up. Look at those bands that we really idolise and love and be like, why can they fill out like Margaret Court Arena or why can they pack out two Hordens and like and we're still playing pubs? It's almost like you just gotta step keep stepping it up. So yeah. hopefully in twenty thirty we can be like, <laughs> Yep, we've got a we're we're now selling we out hope, a lands down. We hope you're interviewing the <laughs> yeah. band in twenty thirty and then we can do a full Decade yeah, recap again. If we're still doing this particular interview in 2030, we all need to get real jobs. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny though. If yeah. we've actually had a really <laughs> successful career in the middle of that, and then come, and then just fall in the end of the yeah. decade, yeah. just fall to pieces. Just had a very bad coke habit and came back here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, but I mean, the album and now for the Watchmacallit came out in May. Do we have any immediate plans for a follow-up album in 2020, or is it again more of a year to kind of? Yeah. Just sit back a bit Because again Like I said Last time you here Was Splendour Yeah Two big Australian festivals In the yeah, span of six months Yeah I think that was it The album was just And I think that was The first time we played Him for Jordan Bill's Mandolin Live So it was like For those songs now We've been playing I mean we did A Europe tour America tour Two European tours actually Actually three Th- In between that Since No since we played Splendour Oh right mate Yeah We did three Yeah God, Where are you <laughs> Mate Yeah They all Multiply No Yeah and, uh, so yeah, but um, so now we feel like pretty tight on those songs. So we've definitely got an album plan, and we, me and Daddy, are in the studio. Well, all of us are in the studio. Thirteenth of January, yep. sort of get down everything with drums and bits and pieces. So there's definitely an album coming. Because the cool thing for me when I get to interview local and especially up and coming bands, I think the first time I spoke to you guys was Big Sound 2018. Obviously, it's a Big yeah. Sound is a place where you go to kind of find your feet, get found. The next time was Splendor. Now yeah. we're at Falls. It's a bit of a... Big Sound's a good networking time. Totally. Get some traction on the band's wheels, you know. Yeah. But I guess that was my little kiss-ass moment because September 2018 wasn't that long ago. And as you guys have just been bickering about, you've done three European tours since. You've played Splendor. You're playing Falls. Like, it has, yeah. it has been going quite well, right? Yeah. yeah. That, well. that um, Big Sound. Yeah, I ended up in... In a jail cell after Sorry? one of those days, yeah. 
And then oh, that was the start yeah. of our. Did you want to tell that story? Jack went to jail. Got pick, picked up uh, from our tour manager. It was um, too rowdy at the Paul Kelly secret show. Hey, I didn't want to go to the Paul Kelly gig. I didn't get in. Was that actually why? Pardon? Was that actually why a Paul Kelly thing? Nah, nah it's just another. These part, guys wanted it? to go to Paul Kelly, and I was like, I can't remember what happened. But anyway, I wasn't allowed in to maybe the bright side. Yep. Bouncer threw me like out, and then as sort of like bad timing two cops walked past and just dragged me off and that was the end of me were you screaming i was playing big sound i, was, I, I can't even remember i think i was really nice i was quite polite <laughs> and, uh, and then, then they, they were like yeah and then they took my they were like talking about having to call someone i was like we have my phone like, i took the phone wallet and i was like i don't know anyone's number like, yeah. i didn't even know like knew my number but yeah. can't call me like, yeah hey, Jack, no, one, like, no one remembers phone yeah, numbers exactly. anymore they're 10 digits long <laughs> that's what the iphone's for <laughs> yeah so I guess for 2020, the, there is an album in the works. Do you hope to release next year? Or for is it sure, for sure. Okay. Yeah, definitely. That can be confirmed. Okay. Well, before we let you go, we're going to give you a big surprise. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, if you look to your right, guys, there is a pair of Audio-Technica headphones from oh. our sponsors, Audio-Technica. Wow. Damn. That's huge. Oh, That's they're huge. all matching as well. We can... Yeah. We can um, spoilers. Spoilers. You guys, spoilers. You guys were on Splendor. You got a pair of headphones. You told me you didn't get... You actually got your pair stolen. I did, yeah, in Manchester. I think. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, they stole my both my yeah. passports as well. It was all in my bag. bag. We literally finished the gig, came back out, and we're like, "Oh, brilliant!" Like loading the van. Like, yeah, loading the van. Loading like, the van. Where's my va- where's my bag gone? And then I was we were searching everywhere. We did like nine idiot checks in like the in the venue, <laughs> and then we're like, "It's not there." The venue. So we went home. Venue manager called us like the next day, and they were like, "Yeah, we have CCTV footage of some guy on a push bike while we're loading the back of the van, going into the side, taking my bag." Fuck. Yeah, yeah. we were all there. And that had both <laughs> my passports, but and he can't get. Um, so I got English passport and an Australian one, but we had to do the European tour straight after. And then um, for how many days? Four days or something before this it was, was like yeah, it was about four or five days before we were about to go on the European tour. So to get in the tunnel, yeah, yeah, it was hectic trying to get another passport because you're not an emergency one only allows you into two countries. Yeah, so right. it's like yeah. I mean, it's an unfortunate situation, but that is a great tagline for Audio Technica. Like headphones, so good, people will rob you in the yeah, there you go. when you're right there. Thank you so much for coming by. The headphones are yours. Please don't lose them again. <laughs> Thank um, you very much for having guys, us. Guys, we're really excited to see what's happening in 2020. Yeah. Cheers, man. Happy, Happy New Year. Us. Happy New Year. All right, you ready? Welcome back to the Green Room Podcast here at Force Festival. Uh, I am in a very sultry room, it feels like. And it's a perfect setting because I'm joined by Nick and Oliver of Pinyao. Guys, Whoa. welcome to the podcast. Oh, well, well, well. Hello, Hello, sir. I'm here now. I just did the intro, but come take a seat. Sorry. It's our best friend. Sam, how are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. <laughs> What's going on? Take a seat. He loves it. He loves Come it. Come on. Um, yeah, Pinyao, thank you for letting us in your dressing room. Oh, you're very welcome. You know, you can have a drink. Uh, just don't touch Peter's tequila. He does sort of act like a rabid dog <laughs> around that stuff. No, but. he has a second bottle now. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, kept touching his tequila. I mean, I hope you're not just being friendly for the on-air purposes because afterwards I'm going to say, can I have a drink? And if you say, fuck yeah, off. Of course then. you can have a drink. <laughs> off Peter's to kill. Well, now, actually, Sam, you say this because I was just saying before, there's a prize at the end of this. So now you've got a prize. And it's a good one, I promise. Um, Nick, I don't know if you know this. This is your third time on the podcast. Do you remember you did a Splendor special with yourself and Kira at Fox Studios? Oh, yeah. And then we did the actual Splendor podcast 
I do remember that. Oh, Fox Studios mm-hmm. one. Oh, yeah, yeah I do remember that one. Because I walked out, I was like, hey, Nick. And you're like, hey. And I was like, good to see you. And you're like, yep, sure. But now you know. <laughs> I do remember that. Was it that bad? Jesus Christ. No, that was, that was a, I thought it was quite lively. That interview. It was. It was great. Yeah, that's a trip. That's <laughs> um, a trip. Guys, what time is it right now? It is 8.45 on New Year's Eve. Yeah, it's the end of a decade, end of an era. Yeah, this is pretty incredible. Now, what has that this this decade brought us? Has there been anything See, this is where you, you, you always take over the podcast and make it so good, so I'm going to let you do oh, it. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, you know, this is a moment of reflection, right? 100%. This is what I was saying before, is that for Pinel, this is a, a very big time, because I think about the decade you guys have had. Uh, Sam, I don't know if you remember this. We spoke at the Aries. I just remember all these little things. And you said Go Bang and Chameleon were probably the, the biggest songs Pinal have done and will ever do. Well, Sam would say that because he was involved in those <laughs> songs. Okay? I'm a very self-interested person. Yeah. Um, Soft Universe was the first album you guys released in this, in this particular decade, 2011. Well, we've, we've done two bad albums. Yeah. Whoa, Soft whoa, Universe. Whoa, okay. And again. And they, but like it's, does it oh, well, I, when I say bad, what I mean is uh, ones that were um, critically and uh, commercially unsuccessful records. Yeah. But you have to do that as an artist. Does it feel that long ago? It's a, so that's a funny album. It was uh, it was weird because I was living in Montreal doing the circus when Peter was mixing it. So I was sort of not around for it, and then we jumped on the Big Day Out tour and promoted it. But it didn't really crystallise a moment, that album. We went against our own grain, you know? Mm. And that was, it was sort of a, it was a weird moment. And, but now I want to make another album that's like kind of punky and live. So I don't know, maybe, maybe these things were seeds that were sown, you know? Maybe you need to do bad things in order to do good things. Mm. Nick and Sam, what has this decade meant for you guys personally and for Pinal as a, as a group? I mean, personally, I think, like, you know, this this decade's been really good to me. I mean, I ended it with my face being fucking paralysed, which hasn't been great, but um, other than that, it's been an amazing... My life changed this decade. I met Sir Elton John at the start of it, and um, Empire of the Sun had happened, or just was happening. And Pinal made some mistakes, and here's Peter to talk more about mistakes. <laughs> he just slammed the door. He's um, already out. Yeah, so it's it's been a bit of a an adulthood mm. moment, but you know we had more success than we ever had. Yeah, and uh, n- not in in no small way is that due to Sam. Lamour, Look, yeah, yeah, okay. Whatever. My big brother, you know, when I was fucked up on ayahuasca, Mother Earth, she said, he just wants to dominate you. I'm not trying to do that right now, but I am talking over you. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, my involvement was just to try to bring out the best of what Nick and Pete do. And, it's, and it is a really specific thing that Panau is born from. And I suppose I had the beauty of distance. And all I tried to do was just keep them on the track of mm. who who I know they are at the core without all the noise around them. There's a lot of noise of the record industry. Mm. And my goal was just to channel that. That's all I did. Yeah, but the thing is, right, everyone when they talk has a cadence. And sometimes Sam's melody that he uses when he talks is irritating. (laughs) Am I alone in that? Well, when you guys are brothers, I can't speak for either of you. 
Uh, whatever, it works, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's, he wasn't using the cadence then. He does this high bit. Anyway, it's really irrelevant. He did really put us back on the mat. Yeah. You know? And uh, I appreciate that. I mean, Sam and came back into the picture. Then Kira came into the picture. Yeah. And then Ollie. And now here came comes into the Ollie. Picture, so, yeah. Ollie, I know you said hi. Uh, tell us how this relationship happened, man. Oh man, it's a it's a it's a long story, but beautiful story. Uh, just kismet, just kismet. I I happened to be taking a vacation here down under and met Nick's cousin Amber, and uh, from there, months passed, and we met in L.A. and just kicked it off. And it was crazy because I was already a huge fan of Empire of the Sun, um, and so yeah, it was, it's just really cool. Pinal have obviously been very big in Australia for over a decade now. Were you familiar with their music as well? I wasn't at the time, um, but um, uh, once I heard it and got into it, I was like, well, fuck, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah, and Pinal have released two singles this year. Is your fixture in Pinal permanent? Can we, can we ask Nick? I know Nick's staring at me right now. Pinal it itself isn't permanent. Uh, and actually, I don't know if this is relevant to the interview, mm. but I just found someone in the um, VIP room. Mm -hmm. Who has lo a lot of acid? <laughs> uh, we can talk about this off air quietly, please. That's very Pinal relevant. I love yeah. it. I mean, we can talk about it now if you want. Acid? In general, I mean, in general, you mean trying to get it tonight? It's up to you. I know. I wouldn't. I don't want to take acid at a festival. And this is actually it's a good run for the younger audience listening. Mm -hmm. um, if you're gonna take psychedelics, don't do it at a festival. Do it at your mum's garden, you know? It should be more of like a peaceful, serene yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, Res you know, there's a tent here that's called Ping Pong Pang. Was it, I thought that was a beer pong reference or is that a drug reference? I, I, in Australia, I assume everything is sort of a bogany, druggy reference. Well, do you know, did you see the Amnesty Bins are here? This is like the first, I think this is the second festival where Amnesty Bins are now being used at Australian festivals. Tell it's me, still, tell me about it. No drug testing. Amnesty no, Drug Bins. I think Drug bin, I think Amnesty International like uh, donate money for No, them. well that's yeah. how I think I think the whole purpose behind it is that if you you know you have drugs on you and you spot a cop, you pop those drugs in the bin, no harm's done. Who cleans out the bin? Well that's exactly that's what right. I said. Yeah. <laughs> and if the cop sees you putting the drugs in the bin, does that not still count as possession? No. I think they've come to a some arrangement. They're yeah. not gonna do the pill testing, but the they'll mic. do that. I think it's okay. <laughs> there are things known as limiters and compressors in this world. We'll be right. Uh, no, I, I think the cops won't, and that's probably them being cool about it. You know, mm. they're saying, look, we get pill testing will probably happen when we have a decent government. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the nice stepping stone is we'll have an amnesty and let people offload the pills if they're nervous. Some of them are probably carrying 300 bloody pills, which is really frightening, obviously. Mm. Um, and so, yeah they should have some option to pull out rather than taking the bloody things in a panic. Well, Nick, I know you've been bouncing back and forth and I think recently you've travelled to Japan and India for the Empire album. And Empire. Korea yeah. and Vietnam. Have you kind of been tuning in with what's been happening specifically in Australia as far as pill testing, as far as... Yeah, no, I think, look, I think there are some lot of good things happening, but overall in the world... Consumerism is just going nuts. Like, mm. yeah. we should all just drop acid and make love. Like, it sounds nuts. That's a headline. Yeah. That's a headline well, right there. Headline. It's <laughs> been a headline. But, you know, like, I think we're heading in the wrong direction. As far as humans. What do you know? think could get us back on track? Acid. Oh. <laughs> that guy out there. 
Just legalize well, it. But I thought you said don't take it at festivals. Well, psychedelics. Psychedelics in general. I think they open people's minds. I don't think they're a drug. I don't put them in the same category as what they call class A drugs, mm-hmm. which I'm not really good good with. I don't really like those things. Mm-hmm. I think they're chemically and nasty. I just think <laughs> everyone should open their minds a bit. Yeah, yeah I, there is a saying with uh, psychedelics that once you get the message, you hang up the phone. You don't need to keep going back once you get it. Nick gets it, you know. I think we all get it. We've had enough experiences. But the problem is not enough people have even made the phone call in the first place. Mm. And I think that's, that's what he's saying. That everyone just needs to experience mm-hmm. what is on that. Well, I think they're forgetting that, that you can even make that phone call. I think a lot of people don't want to do it. For, and that, it's just beyond us. LSD might just be a meme now. Mm. Yeah, it's just a joke. You know, it was like, is, experience is not something that people are even going to have anymore. Pinal, it is always an experience when you guys come on the podcast. Thank you so much. Ollie, it was great to meet you. Nick, thank you. Sam, thank you for coming by again. I feel like we're wrapping it up early. I'm being told. You know what? Blame the publicist outside. You've got more interviews. You're very popular, unfortunately. Thank you for the last decade and good luck with everything that happens in 2020 and onwards. You know, it's always been a privilege to talk to you and I hope that it, we have a future where we can talk again. So come on the podcast and do this for an hour because this is deep and I like that. Yeah, we could do that. I'm, I'm going to take a lot of acid, <laughs> um, so I'll have more to talk about. I like that. I am joined now by Maz and James of Wax. Guys, hello. welcome to the podcast. Uh, more importantly, thank you for letting me in your dressing room. This is very fancy. No worries. Enjoy the aircon. Uh, yes, would you give me a Jack Daniels, by the way? Not a sponsor of the show, but... No, but mm. please enjoy. Thank you very much. Um, last time we spoke, guys, I don't even remember this, I had to do like a Q&A for Big Grief. All right. Remember at the Hollywood Hotel in Surrey Hills? Yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 so yeah. Like, it was literally, I think, Big Grief had... Came out on the Friday, we did the thing on the Saturday. That's right, yep, yep, yep. Um, so how has life been post-Big Grief? Pretty good, pretty hectic, been yeah, busy. the last few months have been pretty crazy. Yeah. Preparing for uh, preparing for falls and uh, starting writing again and, and just doing a whole lot. Mass has gone to, to LA. Yeah, went did some oh, yeah? writing over there and yeah, just like starting to gather all the bits. We're like starting to piece together new material and keep working heaps into 2020 and yeah we're, we're looking to do more touring next year mm-hmm. as well so yeah it's been a it's been a it's been a roller coaster it's been a journey the idea of going to la as well is that purely just for songwriting purposes are you guys looking to relocate there by any chance oh just just for songwriting yeah. but we're hoping to get back there more and more as as we can as we can really because uh yeah i'm just kind of wanting to work on my songwriting chops and i think as a band we just really want to start experimenting with different stuff and like just go as musicians and mm-hmm. always challenge ourselves so yeah uh, we'll get into that in a second i wanted to talk about uh you guys took part in a, a pretty important showcase the other night stay gold um yep. obviously in victoria things are not great no uh you guys took part in the i guess bushfire fundraiser yep. with cry club uh who else baker's eddie uh and teen jesus and gene teasers greatest name ever yeah yeah um did you guys put that together or was that stay gold's no it was team? us yeah okay. Um, and Stay Gold were like the first people to just put their hands up and say absolutely and it was great we raised like $4,000 it was 5800 actually oh yeah because yeah the extra yeah because Stay Gold donated like yeah 1800 oh, nice. from the bar yeah. yeah 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 so it was it was really good and um, we're we're still doing stuff now like today we just announced this, these t-shirts that we're selling only at Falls get They're that like, on on the pitches please yeah producer yeah Danny. please <laughs> 
Um, yeah, we teamed up with Thrills, which right. good mates of ours, and they're locals as well in Byron. And um, uh, yeah, these are, we're selling these exclusively at Foles until they run out, and they're forty-five bucks each, with all the proceeds going to local fireys as well. That's great. Is that only for Fall? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And there's uh, only 150 of them. Yeah, today, it's, yeah so. we only got a limited run, yeah. It was pretty great you guys did that. I mean, when Lawn got cancelled, I think in a span of six hours, like you guys, Halsey, Peking Duck, Youngblood announced shows. So it was, it was really important that you guys still played for Melbourne fans. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, it was... It was it was a crazy few hours, really. Oh, it was waking insane. Up, waking up that morning, be like, oh, Lawn's cancelled. Oh, we're doing this other show. And then getting all my friends in the bill. How quickly did that conversation happen? Like, oh, shit, Lawn's cancelled. It was Should literally, we still play? It literally happened. Like, I got a call from my manager being like, um, Lawn's cancelled. Fires are getting hectic. Then, like, half an hour later, I get a call from a manager being like, let's do a show. And I was like, absolutely, let's do it. He was like, who should we get to play? And it worked out that the people that um, were on the lineup are really good friends of ours that we'd already played with before. And um, I was like, cool, let's ask them. They'll say, they said, yep. I did the artwork in a few hours and then we we launched it at 4 p.m. that day. It was pretty psycho. It was was a hectic day. Yeah, it was a a lot. We're also moving out of our studio in Brisbane. Yeah, we were. At the same time, we're like lugging gear and and, it was was full on. It was all worth it. And then we flew out the next day like, 5.30 5.30 in the morning. Absolute butt crack. Yeah, absolute butt crack. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm talking about all the acts. I mean, we, what time is it right now? It is 5 to 3 on January 1st, 2020. Happy New Year, you guys. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Sorry, um, how rude of us. Happy New Year. You, you guys formed in 2013, right? Uh, yes. Does this, well, this is the last decade, sorry. Does it feel like time has gone very, very fast? Yep. I've been in a vortex of band for the last seven years and I don't know how I got here. What were you doing in 2010? I was graduating high school. Yeah, on, on the Goldie. <laughs> on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Yep. James, what are you doing? 2010. I was I was in grade 11. I was doing not much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was doing school. No, I was doing school. Maybe. Nine to five. Well, yeah. not really. Nine to three. <laughs> no, eight thirty to three. Yeah, yeah. We it's could cool. talk. Yeah. But it's pretty cool <laughs> to think like it's in a, in a span of what? The, you guys released debut album last year, so nine years. I mean, fuck you. were both in school. That's embarrassing for me. And then nine years later, you released a debut album, and you guys are talking about now going like. T- Writing in LA, you're already writing a second album, is that right? Yeah, we're working on it. Working. We're, we're, we're starting piecing, yeah. We're gathering, it's, hunting yeah. and gathering yeah. all the bits. Yeah, I know it's pretty crazy, isn't it? It is very crazy, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's like like the entirety of my 20s, I've been doing this shit. It's pretty wild, but uh, it's like growing us up, I think, as people. Um, we've just kind of grown up in band land, um, which is good and you know it has its challenges but i think we've yeah it it makes you um appreciate all the things that are good about it yeah is there anything that stands out for you guys about this decade whether it be obviously the band or something in in general that might signify what this decade meant for you guys you go first james Uh, that's that's (laughs) tough uh I know it's a deep question at 3 p.m. Yeah, yeah. And I was just napping underneath that table. Like, <laughs> I heard that. The publicist said just like, it could be a dead body. And they were like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to come into our green room. You never know what you're going to find. Um, it's, been, it's been crazy. I think a lot of growth has happened. A lot of um, self-discovery. Mm-hmm. It's been a journey. Um, we've yeah. played a lot of shows. And I feel like... I'm about 60 years old, um, but I'm only 27. Physically or mentally? 
Just both. Nah, I don't know. Just like it ages you a lot playing gigs a lot, which is like fine. It comes with the with the territory, yeah. but like when you tour a lot, it does take a lot out of you. And you and I've learnt to keep the balance there. It's like, okay, you go away, you do all the big gigs, and you you know it's a huge roller coaster. But then you need to come back and just take time to like balance everything mm. out and look after your mental health. Keep that on. An even, an even kill and um, take care of your mates and yeah. yeah what do you reckon well I think it's exactly right I think you know the, the playing the shows is only one tenth of what you do the rest, yeah. of, it, the rest of it is behind the scenes there's Team Jesus are in the other room bloody being so loudly I know oh, I'm sure we can edit that out in post kids. that's fine yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know maybe in a like in a different sort of note tying it back with you we first started talking about like what defines the decade i think the the how the music community community rallies around important issues oh, and how sure. and how we can be a part of that in our special way in, in, in any way possible i think that is really defining and um i'm so proud thing. Yeah, yeah i'm so proud especially of our scene as well i've seen it grow over the years like I feel like it didn't exist as much as it does now, especially representation and diversity in artistry. And, um, you know, everybody, you know, and, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like or who you are. It's about the art and it's about um, standing up for things that are important and setting a good example and, um, you know, helping each other out. Do you think it's on the up? Oh, a hundred percent. I think so. Yeah, there's, a lot I, yeah more there's, there's more. There's more things that need yeah. to change, but yeah. What are you hoping to see, say, by twenty thirty? As far as the industry itself and where it's going, it'd be cool to not have like the conversation about um, diversity on lineups. Like, yeah, it should that, just be that's a just thing. An absolute thing. I um, think as well. I hope. I hope that. Um, like, I hope that the industry looks beyond algorithmic playlisting. And like, yeah. and, 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 and I think that's one thing that we've kind of had to grapple with in the digital age of music. It's like, um, it, you know, if you're a really good live act, but your Spotify numbers aren't quite there, you know what I mean? Like mm. it's sometimes the industry only looks at statistics and I want that to not be a thing anymore. I want live music just to be just as important because it is important. And there's something about live music that you just can't recreate it is in that moment and that's what it is yeah yeah where will wax be in 2030 do you think 2030 okay uh i'll be 37 37 (laughs) shit um oh you know what we'll probably still be touring i like to like i don't know start a label i don't know i'll still be in the industry i reckon what do you reckon it's got to be in the industry i don't don't know i don't know where else to go man yeah well wax you were like you. You came. She came back from um, from LA. It was like full of life talking about. It. I, you be. You're gonna be some kind of songwriting guru. I living hope on so. the hills, yeah. Hollywood hills. I hope so. Yeah, I want to write songs forever. It's the best. Yeah. Well, Wax, thank you so much for for letting us in your dresser in number one. No That's worries. Uh, happy New Year again. Happy and New we're, Year. We're looking forward to seeing what's next with you guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for yeah. having us. Well, yeah. I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Green Room Podcast Backstage Falls Festival. I am now in the dressing room of one young blood. Hello, mate. How are you? Welcome. Well, thank you for having us. Happy New Year. Yeah, you too. How are you feeling? I'm very well. I'm a bit hungover. I ain't slept, but I'm all right. Yeah, when you said I haven't slept, do you mean like literally not? Literally like not even put my head on the pillow. Oh, shit. 
So no. Where were you last night? I was um, swimming in the sea. At mi- when, oh, really? When the clock hits midnight, I was stark bollock naked in the middle of the sea. In the Gold Coast? In the Gold Coast. Surfers? Um, I wasn't surfing. I may have been with surfers, <laughs> I can't recall, but I was. I definitely wasn't surfing. So how are you feeling? We're like an hour away from you hitting the stage. Are you, are you still... Oh, mate, I'm fine. You're good? Just good old ADHD. <laughs> just, give me a, just, give me a, like, just give me a Dr. Pepper and I'll be grand. What's on the rider here? Um, we have we have Dr. Pepper. We have all the Cadbury's treats we want. We have a lot of beer, mainly beer, a bottle of whiskey, and some um, original water crackers, which definitely are mine because I hate them, and definitely Tim Tams. Tim Tams, yeah, all the time, big time. Um, you just mentioned right before we started recording. Last time you were here would have been Splendor 2018. Yeah, and that was actually the first time I saw you. Really? So I was doing the the podcast backstage, and I kind of saw you wandering around. I'm like, who the fuck's that guy? Like, just looking, like looking suave. Ah, oh, sick. You, thank I think, you. I think you were like thank Tim, you, sir. I think you're like Timmons from going on stage. So like, you were all decked out. Yeah. And then we checked you out, and I was like, holy fuck! I regret not getting this guy on the podcast. Oh, dude, it was crazy. And then since then. <laughs> Shit has just been going from Fuck It just keeps going up for you Yeah dude It's mental um, Anyone that listens to this podcast Knows that I'm sick for Blink-182 And you've recorded two songs With Travis Barker In 2019 alone Yeah What the fuck Yeah dude It's mental Like, tra- like Travis Barker Was a poster in my bedroom Oh really And now I've got his phone Travis Barker has seen me do terrible things Define terrible On his picture I mean pro- Travis On Bar- his picture oh, That picture That poster has seen me <laughs> lose my virginity Nice. Travis Barker's seen me lose my virginity. Does he know that? Does the real Travis Barker? Yeah, man, he just laughed. Oh, Travis really? is funny, dude. Travis is so quiet and chilled. That's like he is like he's really quiet. He reminds me of like a giraffe. He's small though, isn't he? I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't mean that. Like, the mannerisms, you want to kind of just sit there, really like almost peacefully, and like, just, like yeah, yeah. And like Travis is a bit like of a giraffe. Fucking hell! Because that's like the amount of people like Machine Gun Kelly as well. Yeah, he's um, not a giraffe. No, Machine Gun Kelly's like a, <laughs> a, I don't know, a tiger. Yeah, uh, 2019 obviously was a was a massive year for you. Mental. Uh, January 1st, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, I know. Happy New Decade. Happy New Decade. Dude, I keep saying century. I'm like Happy New Century, everybody, yeah, and everyone's no. like, no. Close. You're, you're saying you're bringing out album number two in April, is that right? Um, it, uh, it, I mean. I was wanted to bring it out then, but I'm gonna I'm gonna push it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's probably gonna be more like summer. Okay. Uh, bit, Wait, bit. Australian summer or U.S. summer? Oh, uh, U.S. summer. Sorry, sorry. So sorry, our winter. So it's gonna be your winter. I'm yep. sorry about that. It's still hot though. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna come to Splendor again? Um, I hope so. If I get the call, I'll yeah. be there. Have you had any rest? No. Because when I'm thinking, like Splendor 2018, you've been on the road completely. Basically, so you've, you've come to Australia what twice more? Yeah, d- uh, one, once more. Once more. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I've, dude, I, to be honest, man, like I don't really want it. You don't want what? everything. Rest. Everything is kind of just. I found like a purpose, and I found like where I belong somewhere, which I always wanted. Because that's why I got into this whole thing, because I wanted to to belong somewhere. You know what I mean? I wanted to find people who fought like me because I was so alone in the way I, I thought. And I thought I was naively alone, but I, I wasn't. There's a lot of people like me. And the more places I go, the more corners of the world I go to and find people like that, the more energized and kind of fulfilled we all become because we're doing something that's cultural. Globally, yeah. you know what I mean. Instead of just being like, "Great, let's really submit records and take six months off in Bali <laughs> and grow beards," yeah. I can't even grow a fucking beard. You can't. Still, 
My dad didn't grow a beard till 30. Yeah, right. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm trying. Well, I saw you did an interview and you were, they were talking about the first album you did, 2018, the debut yeah. album, and you said you were really fucking angry then. Yeah, I was. What were you so angry about? Dude, I, I think, I genuinely like, I think young people globally have been misrepresented for, for a very, very, very long time. But probably around 2017 to 2018 to now to next year to probably this decade, we've started speaking about it. I think it's been a simmering pan for seven years. It's almost like an X Factor generation where everything in terms of art, politics, media, fashion, people have been like not telling the truth. And right now there's a resurgence of I want to be told the truth. I deserve the truth. I deserve to be who I am without judgment. I deserve to feel liberated in the way I want to be no matter who, what, how, when, where that is. Yeah. And I think like I was I was speaking to someone in an interview the other day about how similar to me it feels like to like Nirvana in the 90s and Soundgarden and that whole surgence in youth culture that people are fucking riled up again. Young people are riled the fuck up again and it's sick. People anyway are riled the fuck up again. Yeah. Do you mean about about things anything in particular or across the board? Well, like I mean an, initially initially it was Brexit for me cuz I was 18 years old and I had and I had the first time I could vote and my voice was completely taken away from me by people actually what studies show aren't even here anymore. Mm. Like that, that's a fact, you know what I mean? 2% of that, like, and still like in the last election, 16 year olds weren't allowed to vote. When I know I'm in the, I meet young people every single day. Yeah. And I know that a 16 year old is capable of voting. Sure. Like I genuinely, that is such a massive misconception about young people today. Like I, I meet people every day, as I said, like I go across the world. And I, the one common denominator I find is the intelligence and the strive for equality and unity that's just embedded inside our heads. Mm. Not because we're bratty kids wanting to, to rebel against the system for rebelling against the system's sake because I hate my mom or I hate my dad or I'm just going to whine because for whining's sake I want attention. No, man, we genuinely pride ourselves on being informed. Mm. And, and it's amazing to see. Like, I'm, I'm so excited for, for especially this decade. I think a lot is going to change. When did you get this active in it? Because, I mean, like, I've, everyone I've spoken to so far this week, I've asked the question, you know, end of a decade, where were you in 2010? You would have been 12, right? Yeah. Fuck. Where yeah. were you when you were 12? Um, I was in the north of England, probably with red, red hair, painted nails, and just kind of getting the piss taken out of me every day so but you knew that this is where you wanted to go i think so when i wanted to perform i wanted to touch people i wanted to i wanted to relate to people because i felt like i couldn't relate to anyone mm. you know what i mean like the first album was a call out the first album was is anybody here yeah right do you feel like me are you out there and fuck me man turns out quite a lot of people <laughs> are out there so what's album two gonna be then what's the theme of that um as i say album two is a lot more emotional man the anger has turned into hope the anger has turned into me coming of age mm. and figuring out who i am because dude i'm completely full of contradictions i was 17 18 when i wrote that first album mm. but i'm gonna be full of contradictions for the rest of my life you're full of contradictions so are you you, you everyone is yeah that's just what it is. It's just part of growing. Yeah. And I think this album is a coming of age story about me going, okay, this is where I started and this is where I'm going to end up and, and this is who I am. 
I mean, you're only 22, though. I mean, like, I imagine in young blood, you want to keep going for a long, long time. Yeah. And I imagine when you're 30, you're going to say in 22, like, fuck, that was a different time as well. Exactly. It's always going to be different. And that's the, po- that's, the, that's, the, that's the whole point of it all. Yeah. That's what's fun, and that's what, that's what, that's what I, um, I love about this whole thing mm. is that it's different phases and different stages of gro- growing up as people. And finding people, mm. and it isn't just—it's uh, like a massive misconception of of my fan base is just bratty kids with coloured hair. Yeah, it's actually not. It's so funny. It's like a, a, a age range from eight to eighty. Mm. It's crazy because it's 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 a it's a way of thinking. Who's the oldest fan you've met? Like as a legitimate grandma, been like yeah, that? legitimately all yeah. the time. There's literally a, a girl called my fan base called a mum in England. Yeah, she's like seventy. And she's just a big fan. And she just brings, she's a massive fan, got tattoos and everything. She's got tats. Yeah. That's she's good. so hard. <laughs> and she just kind of looks after the kids. Well, like when they're outside Radio 1 at like six in the morning, it's freezing. She'll yeah. bring them like a cup of tea or something. I don't know, does, or blankets. Does that ever bother you when people maybe misconception think that, you know, all your fans are in that 16 to 20 no. bracket? I love it because I want to prove people wrong. People will come around eventually. They always do, I think. You know what I mean? I think. It's very easy to dis, dis kind of. It's very easy to discredit something we don't understand because that's what we do as humans. You know what I mean? Because like a, a defense mechanism is to just go like, I don't understand this, so I'm going to spit it out. Mm. Um, but I think it's kind of a metaphor for for people and especially young people right now. If you actually just listen to it and give it a chance and d- look beyond surface level, then it might actually surprise you. It might actually maybe teach you something well you won me over at Splendor last year Come no on. two years ago fuck 2018 yeah. two years ago yeah that's two years weird. ago now that's crazy that's weird that is mad man that is crazy well young bud thank you so much for coming by man thank you so Looking much for having me forward to your me. set today before you go we're going to give you a little prize yes you got you, me a prize yeah we have Audio Technica headphones my oh, friend oh my god thank you so much mate these are sick man I get to listen to these on the plane where are you going after this are you going home we go to Melbourne we go to Sydney we go to Perth, and then we go. I go to Los Angeles for a bit to finish the record, and then London. And then you take some time off, surely. Before. South America, and then Asia, and then tour. And then albums out, and, and then, then album. Fuck me, dude! But it's fun. It's just like I'm loving it. I found people who get me, and that I get them, and and I don't want it to stop yet. Mm. It's all right, man. Probably after this album cycle, I'll try grow a beard. Nice for a week. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much again. Uh, we're looking forward to this album, and um, yeah, good luck today. Uh, I'll see you on stage. Thanks, guys. Let's get it. All right, welcome back to the Green Room Podcast here at Force Festival Backstage. I am now in the dressing room of G Flip. G, thank you for having me in your dressing room. That's totally fine. It's pretty small. It's, so it, no, it's, pretty so great. it's not bigger. This is actually the same room we did wax in, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at producer Danny right now, yeah. Turn it around quick. Yeah, no, um... It is so good to speak to you again. I was saying before we were rolling that this was the first time we've spoken since Big Sound 2018. Yes. Um, you somehow remembered the time of day that the interview took place. Yeah, it was around midday. Why do you remember that? Because I remember it was the first interview and I remember that we, I sat really awkwardly far away yeah. from you to see how you'd react. And I know what you're doing right now. You're very close. Yeah, but I was far, <laughs> but now I've got really close. This is good. I like that. I mean, <laughs> you can, it's on social, so you can see it. But um, yeah, it is, it's fucking great to speak to you because Big Sound 2018 is what? Now officially almost two years ago. Welcome to 2020. Happy New Year. We're in the future, man. It's 2020. Um, 
you were one of the standout acts at Big Sound 2018. I remember that very specifically. Now you're oh. playing Falls. The woman staring across from me right now is our producer, and she is one of your biggest fans. Um, I'm not saying that lightly. She was at one of your... Yeah. How many Metro Theatre shows did you do in Sydney? Like two months ago. Two. Two sold-out shows. Two, two. sold-out shows at the fucking Three? Metro Theatre. Three? Two. It was two. That wasn't that long ago. That was a couple of months ago. No, it was in Big Sound 2018. wasn't that long ago. Oh. And now you've just done two solid shows at the Metro. You're playing Falls Festival. You've, you've you know, you're doing all right. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Yeah. It's, Don't be it so is, humble. No, it is definitely insane. I think yesterday I had a bit of a, um, I was going to say a, a, a swear word. Am I allowed to swear on this? Of course you are. Oh, I, was, I was having a what the fuck moment mm. where I was like at Falls and yesterday was my first Falls show and I've always wanted to play Falls. And I went to Falls as a punter and I remember watching the stages. As in what year? Ooh, it was 2012, I believe. Fuck, who was on that year? Um, ballpark Music. It's when Flume packed out the tent so hardcore right. that they had to... It was like a safety yep. risk. Yeah. And everyone, they had to... It was like heavily delayed and then I think some of your set got cut short mm. and who else played someone f- i think it was like coolio at coolio at new he at like the just countdown played the mood, didn't he? he did he did, did. were you a girl in the mood i was nice. and <laughs> and my mum my mum's obsessed with coolio and it was i made her dreams come true she was like between the barrier and the stage watching coolio and then a guy came out and did a sax solo and my mum was just crying in the front row <laughs> and how are you are oh, you were fine i guess g whatever yeah i was good. but coolio was great yeah <laughs> coolio was so sick um, so so sick about us mm-hmm. released this year congratulations thanks well mate. sorry last year fucking hell it's 2020 oh, fuck Last year, you, you did this interview with The Music recently, themusic.com.au, mm-hmm. and you are talking about a South By show that you did, I think, was it last, fuck, 2018? It's it was 2018, and you were apparently rehearsing a lot because you were so petrified of what could happen. Like, you were even rehearsing what happens if the mic fucks up. Yeah, all the mistakes. Now you're in a position where you know exactly what you're doing. Does this mm-hmm. shit still happen where you think, I need to prepare for all of this, or you're, you're now comfortable where you can wing it? I'm pretty comfortable and now I'm like just more comfortable on stage with banter. So if anything goes wrong, I can just talk shit for like a couple minutes and everything would be fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that first show, I went over everything that could go wrong and first show, my mic stopped working. Really? Yeah. But you were set. But what happened was the mic didn't stop working. Everyone could hear me. Mm. I just couldn't hear myself. So I had any monitors blocking out all the sound around me and I can hear the whole band, but I cannot <laughs> hear my own voice, which is my sure. very first fucking show. Mm-hmm. But I rehearsed that happening at least 10 times. So then I think if I didn't over-prepare like that, I don't reckon I'll be sitting here because that show would have been a train wreck. Wow. And that's a show that like kick-started South by and like got everyone's... Um, got everyone's ears like pricking up with my name because then everyone started coming to my shows because the first one went well and the second one went well and the third one went well and then everything went well. So I think I I did good over pre- preparing like that. Are you are you kind of over that phase of that? I mean, like, what time do you play tonight? Like we're not long away from kickoff. I'm in G Flip pre-show <laughs> zone right now. I'm pretty chill now. But as soon as you leave, I'll probably start doing vocal warm-ups and stretching and then, like, get my sticks out and do a drum warm-up. So I'm still pretty disciplined mm. in ways. Yeah. And I'll go over and um, 
do like a bit of a setup of the gear and make sure I sit at the drums and everything's right because I'm a bit of a perfectionist mm. and um, talk any notes to my band if there's any I have. Um, so I think I'm, I'm always going to be a perfectionist and I'm quite um, controlling in a healthy way, I feel, um, just because I care so much and I want it to be good. Has anything changed as far as the way you prepare for shows? I don't think so. I think I'm always going to be like hectic because I just want every show to be really good. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll look back in videos and be like, fuck, like <laughs> I need a... Wait, so you're that guy like when you come off stage, everyone's like, that was amazing. And you're like, oh, but I flubbed that one line that one time. I'm up and down. Sometimes I'll be like, it'll be later. It'll be like four hours later. I'll be like, whoa, that was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then my bandmates or my family will be like, yeah, we were telling you that when you came off stage. But and then Coolio be was like, better apparently, mum. Oh, yeah. Coolio <laughs> will always be the highlight of my mum's life. So I think I'm always going to come second there. I'm doing this thing with everyone that I'm speaking to this week and talking about like a retrospective look at where you have been or where you've come from in the last decade. 2010, where were you in 2010? 2010, I was playing in a band called The Good Kept Quiet. Cute. And I was just drumming and I first started getting the confidence to sing in front of people. How was that? How do you overcome that, actually? Scary. Is this the matter just do it? I I started in front of people I was really comfortable with, like in front of my best friends, mm. and then they told me I was good. And then I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll sing in front of another person. And then that kind of kept happening. With drums, I was fine. I'd fucking, I'll drum on anything and drum in front of every everyone. But singing came really late. I was like end of high school like mm. i was a bit nervous to sing in front of people so um do you allow yourself to kind of have that moment where what we're first of january right now like yesterday do you think you know what fuck i've come a long way in 10 years like being afraid to sing in front of people we're now in your dressing room at falls festival where you're yeah. about to go out on stage in front of many people yeah um Sometimes. I think that's probably my worst attribute is that I sometimes get too caught up in being a perfectionist and the stress of it all and making everything perfect and wanting to do such a good job that I forget to um, have times of reflection and to like think about what has gone on in the last few years. But there's definitely just some like really short what the fuck moments throughout the day that I'm like, what the fuck? Like this is so crazy that I'm here doing this, mm. you know, like – that this is my job. Are there any massive standout moments of this decade where you're like, what the fuck? I did that. Um, yeah. I think there's a few. I think the most one, the one that comes to mind the quickest is just like I, my band ended and I didn't have a job or like a role anymore. Um, and then I just made up my mind and was like, well, I'm going to be a solo artist now. And then I was relentless. And for over a year, I was like, I'll write as many songs as it takes till I get the one that I think is the right one. Mm. And then I actually sent out my demos to producers and they all rejected me. And then um, I was like, well, fine, I'll produce myself then. And then I made all these songs in my bedroom. And then About You was the one that I was like, that's... I think that's the best one. I think that is by far the best song and I'd get my family's, um, is it recommendation? Is that the right word? Yeah. Opinion. Yeah, I get their opinion. And um, 
Yeah. And when I think back to that, I was like, I was so on a mission. Yeah. I like can't believe. It's weird, like when you, especially when you're younger, you're tenacious as fuck. Yeah. Now, I, I was doing community radio and I was like interviewing like Steve Carell's publicist and being like, yeah, get on the community radio show mm. in the hills of Sydney. Like no one gives a fuck. Mm. No one's going to do that. But you don't even think about it. Yeah. I just, I think back to like years ago and I'm like, man, I was so relentless in my mind. Like mm. I literally thought anything was possible and anything is possible mm. if you apply yourself and you work really hard and you manifest and you. But you're probably more calculated than what you do now, right? Yeah, I think I've always been calculated, actually. Mm. My whole life I've been very... I see my goal and then I work out all the steps that I need to do to get to that. So what's the next step? Next step now? Mm -hmm. I actually really want to do more writing. I've worked out that that's my favourite thing to do is actually just write songs. Right, okay. So I want to write for for other other people. Right. So now I'm on this mission where I just want to write songs for everyone. How does that game work? Like, I know, like, say Ed Sheeran wrote, like, half of One Direction's catalogue. Is that just you writing songs and just sending them to people? Like, hey, what do you think of this? I think it's always different. Like, there's people that want songs pitched to them, like artists that want Mm. songs pitched. And I'm actually, I don't have a publishing deal. I'm not in, like, the world yet of it. Yet. (laughs) Yet. But, yeah, you can have songs pitched to you or you can try pitch songs to people and people's um, publisher or manager or whatever. or make connections like at a festival and be sure. like, hey, we should write together. Um, I've recently gone in the studio with some people and started writing for other artists and just sitting in the room with them, hearing their story. No, I can't say. Um, but I really want to do that. And I want to, I want to like, I want to do a K-pop song. Okay. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I wanna, I've got like a, like a little dream list. Like I want to get a cut on a K-pop song. Right. Okay. It doesn't even have to be like a fucking top. 50 K-pop songs. Doesn't just, have to be BTS. Just any K-pop song <laughs> I want to get a credit for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I want to do a country song. I've been writing heaps of country music okay. recently. Um, and then obviously pop. Like I just like writing pop. I just like coming up with melodies and lyrics. And like I love being in studios where there's instruments everywhere. And I can be like, let's do this drum beat. Like, and then get on the drums. And then I can play around with like synths and prophets and Junos and shit. And yeah. then fucking, you know, just... I don't so know. you don't you get have, really into you're it. not focused on writing new material for yourself for the next year. I've already written a lot of material for myself over the last few years. Yeah, that I'm getting frustrated that I can't release all of it. Right. So that so now I'm like, well, I'll just release music, <laughs> and then other people will just release it, yeah. and I'll be the writer <laughs> yeah, or the sure. producer. So yeah. I'm like, now I'm on this new mission but obviously the g flip project's still going high and strong and i've yeah. got a bunch of songs that i'm keen to release next is it more year. realistic to expect new music in 2021 from yourself no. I mean. from yourself not for bts for, for myself you. no next year man every year but like singles not an album uh probably not an album next year yeah but then i don't know <laughs> sometimes i might just flick the switch and be like i want to do an album yeah but um I've got enough songs for an album. I've got enough songs for a couple albums. But right. yeah, I, I'll release some shit next year and then 2021, it'd be cool to do an album or like a couple of EPs. Depends how I'm feeling or what I feel like my songs, like what world they live in. Well, G-Flip, it's so awesome to speak to you again. Um, again, shit, Big Sound 2018 wasn't that long ago and here we are in 2020 at Falls Festival. I can't mm. wait to see what's next. Thank you so much for coming by. Cool, nice no stress, Before man. you go, you're getting a prize. We promised you. Oh, shit. Audio Technica headphones from our sponsors, oh Audio Technica. Oh, my God. Thank you, Audio Technica. I bought... 
I bought it. No, no, no. This is great. I bought a pair of these. <laughs> oh, actually, two weeks ago. Wish you told us, G Flip. I bought a pair of these two weeks ago. When you work as a producer, you always need two headphones: one for the producer and one for the vocalist. Well, guess what you got? So this is fucking so. This is the best <laughs> gift because I literally was going to have to buy another pair. Well, so now this you is don't. Sick. So come and on the podcast. And they're fifties. Fucking that's. So handy, and they're black. My last, my other pair. You black, promote so these better than I have promoted them, and it's my fucking podcast, and it's fucking, their sponsor. I needed, I needed a pair of these. We're gonna need so you to do great. like just a promo for them after this. G Flip, thank you again. So good, cool. See you then. Thanks. Woo! That's so good. All right, we are in the home stretch of Falls Festival 2020 officially, and I am now joined by Montaigne. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I feel welcome. Um, how long ago did you get off stage? Oh, God, maybe like an hour and a half. Okay. Maybe that's longer than... Mm-hmm. Maybe It feels recent. You're still covered in paint, so uh-huh. it, it's going to be pretty recent. And, and don't forget dirt. I'm also covered in dirt. Um, <laughs> I Well, no, I just haven't had the time to... There isn't really a shower around here. Um, but yeah, I do look pretty revolting. Yeah, great. How, how was the show? I mean, I wish I could say I saw it, but I was busy doing an interview. Sorry, it's a whole um, work thing. It was, it was very good. I... Had a great time. I think the crowd had a great time. They're really into it. They know the songs, which is always flattering and special. Um, And I jumped around a lot. I definitely have attained a lot of bruises. Yeah. uh, But nothing, nothing new really. So, Um, and you know, I, I, I act on stage in a way that warrants the injuries. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Besides Fremantle, is that? It, you get a couple of days off now? What, at least one? Well, so uh, day of tomorrow and then Fremantle and then done. Great. So how has the new year been treating you, the whole two days of it? Good, actually. I know, you know, lawn was cancelled and that sucks and it cancelled for pretty grim reasons, sad reasons. But, like, I was stoked to not have to do anything for two days. Yeah. It was actually quite relaxing. We ended up just staying in Melbourne. My partner came along and like all the partners of my band came along and we had like a nice dinner and we watched the fireworks in the balcony in the apartment hotel and uh, Gareth, my TM, made some very nice vegan dinner. Mm-hmm. It was very good. And I taught everyone how to make origami. It was sick. I have no idea how to make origami. It's pretty easy. I can teach you too. If you want <laughs> right to now, please. How long does it take? Is it a forty-five minute thing? Uh, what to teach? Yeah. What to learn? I learned to like. It's not hard. There's like a seven-minute YouTube uh, tutorial video that like is pretty uh, pretty uh, easy if you slow down to seven, like zero point seven five <laughs> speed. Um, but so first night I tried it, which this was like weeks ago, right? Yeah. Like I'm now a master and sure. it's only been not long um it doesn't take long i probably won't teach you this because this isn't a visual medium <laughs> and it'll be pretty alienating for the people listening 100 percent. um this is probably a good time to ask then because you got to have a nice little get together with your friends um did you get to get a little bit nostalgic a little bit reflective on a on the decade that was <laughs> like where were you in 2010 in 2010 i think where was i in 2010 Ten years ago, I was 14 or fif- turning 15 and I was really into the Jonas Brothers. I was wearing a purity ring because the Jonas Brothers had a purity ring. Oh, you did that? I thought I was going to live in the Disney castle with yep. my friends. Um, I was watching Australian Idol all the time, going to a lot of the live shows. I... Um, what else? I don't know. That's, all, that's the, those are the highlights, I think. 
for me. The I was very into Disney at the time. High School Musical, Camp still Rock, in a High School Jones Musical, Brothers, huh? I'm still in a High School Musical. Oh, I mean, it never goes away. It never <laughs> ends. It's like Harry Potter, but um, I I visit it less now. Yeah, I think my first experience of of you and your live show would have been I think it was like a Sony showcase <laughs> at the Beresford. Oh yeah, <laughs> 2016. I want to say was it 2016? 2017. Like 20. No, it would have been 2015, I think. Oh, shit. One, I know because I was tiny and I remember I was wearing a spilt <laughs> milk uh, shirt and I was doing that a lot in 2015. Yeah. And also 2016's year, I won the Aria and I'm pretty yeah, sure I right. didn't uh, do a showcase that year, right. I think. Yeah. From memory. Because that doesn't seem that long ago, but like I thought it was 2016, you said it was 2015. Like that's yeah, shit. Five that's five years ago. Time has flown and you released your second album last year, 2019. Yeah. yeah. Um. Does it feel like that's that's how quickly things have gone for you? Uh, I don't know. It feels it feels quick in the sense that like, whoa, how weird it is that things have changed so radically since then. Like, and how things have radically stayed the same. Also, I think I think there's like a bit of both, which makes it feel like a very strange thing. Um, but. <laughs> but um there is a bearded man getting a drink. <laughs> There's a bearded mysterious bearded man. Um yeah, I mean I think um I don't know, time's weird. It sometimes it dilates, sometimes it contracts. It's like what whatever. I I feel good about where things are now though. <laughs> yeah, like I was, I was asked that between uh your debut album and Complex. I know that, and this is a direct quote, so please don't yell at me. Mm. You said you felt like a shell of yourself. Yes. Because you kind of, I guess, was it the copious amount of grinding that you were doing? Well, it was, I think it was a combination Just of things. I think burnout and that stuff is usually like a big confluence of like factors from the physical to the mental to the psychological and so on and so forth. And I think like I was just going through so much of the time, part of it being that I was like over-exercising and probably under-eating, part of it being that I just had some intense relationship stuff going on and like um, was living in a house that almost certainly had like mold on every wall and rats living in the kitchen and like not enough sunlight and this and that um and traveling all the time and like being in new situations and being in planes which suck and like like i'm very privileged and grateful to have the job i have but like there's parts of it definitely that are like insalubrious i i would say is the word um yeah it was it was a challenging time, but I definitely wouldn't be where I am and who I am now if I didn't go through it. So Good you know. segue because you're now in the running to represent Australia yeah. at a little contest called Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, number one. Thank you. Number two, holy shit. <laughs> That's mental. <laughs> How are you feeling about that? Uh, equal parts excited and nervous. I think... Um, I'm really confident about the song that we have. I'm less confident about like the stage production just because the turnaround is so short. Mm-hmm. I have to learn like the choreography and the production and everything like within a month. We haven't even begun on it yet and the competition's February 8th. Um, so <laughs> I think it's going to be fine though. Like I think it will be good. And it's like a novel thing too, you know? Yeah. Do you have like particular expectations for something like that or is it kind of just, just do our thing and see um, what happens? I mean, it's been explained to me pretty thoroughly, I think, by the people who asked me to do it and produce the show and this and that. Um, So, yeah, I think what I expect is just, like, to 
perform a routine that is like very, very tightly rehearsed and uh, know my blocking and like be able to sing the song while moving vigorously because <laughs> I have a feeling that might be what the vibe is. Like I've brainstormed this with people, so I just haven't seen the choreography yet. Like um, I will soon, but so far it's only been uh, discussed verbally and not... Um, practiced or demonstrated physically so we'll see i don't know i think i think it'll be good but i am a bit trepidatious is there flying uh flying no i don't okay no, flying. flying that's yeah. okay that's fine well montaigne thank you so much for coming on the show we really appreciate it uh yes. before we jump out of your dressing room because i know there are people bustling in and out because they really want this rider <laughs> a lot of jack daniel on there <laughs> Uh, we're going to give you a gift from our sponsors, Audio Technica. You have just won yourself a pair of Audio Technica headphones. Oh, what? Congratulations. Sick. You are welcome. Great. This is great. I'm going to use these on the plane. We're home? I've, I've, no, I have to fly straight to Fremantle now. Oh, good. Six hour flight. Shit. Okay. Good well, good stuff. luck with that. Yeah. Thank you. Happy New Year. Thanks for coming by. Good luck in Eurovision. We're rooting for you. Is there a mobile number yet? Like 1-800-Montaigne. <laughs> I don't know I yet. Don't think, I don't know. I mean, the internet exists now, right? Like, surely they cast the vote. <laughs> Hashtag Montaigne Eurovision? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. We'll I figure it out. I don't know either. Yeah. Um, good luck again. And um, yeah, thanks so much. No, thanks for having me. Um, all right. We are recording. I'm joined now by Thelma Plum. Hey, Thelma. Hello. G'day. How are you? I'm good. I am good. It's the 2nd of January, 2020. Happy New Year. Weird, right? It's, yeah, it's happy crazy. New Year to you also. We last spoke, I want to say, the ARIA nominations. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, briefly. Yeah. That was very, like, news reporty. Yeah. But the, before that was Splendor. Yes. More proper sit down. Uh, how has life been? <gasps> Look, life's been pretty fun. Yeah, it's been all right. I've been, um, you know, it's been some cool things happening and um, I'm excited to be back on this site again. Um mm-hmm. You know, I'm very excited. I'm very nervous about today. I feel very, very anxious. I actually just want to vomit at all times. Um, I just think whenever I can't, I don't know, there's something, oh, festivals are always so, you know, with sound checks and all of that business. And then also, you know, it's in Byron and so it's like all my family and friends because I'm a Brizzy girl. It's mm-hmm. like they all come to this one and I don't know, it puts like a, I don't know, a bit more pressure on it. I don't know. Well, like what, two hours from showtime? Um... An hour and a half, yeah. That's where you know that. An hour and a half, You are nervous, yeah. aren't you? Uh, yeah, I am, me. Like, <laughs> One hour, 45 dude. minutes. <laughs> yeah, look, um, it's soon. Because I think when you did Splendor, you came on like 20 minutes after you finished. So you were in a good place then. Yeah, yeah. I came to you, do you mean 20 minutes? Yeah, after yeah, your I did. show. Yep, yeah, I did. I was like straight off. I still remember I was like quite G'd up. I had all this adrenaline. Mm. Um, yeah. So what does pre-show time look like? I mean, we're in your dressing room. There are some... Carlton Dries, some Cokes. So funny. The the writer just Carlton Dries and um, Smirnoff Ice, I think. Or are they Jack Daniels, actually? There are Jack um, Daniels, yeah. Yeah, so that's all I have on my writer. And Coca-Cola <laughs> is actually not. Um, I don't know what. It's, it's a funny-looking box. Um, I've not touched it yet. Would you like a Jack Daniels? Um, or a beer? You, yeah, have, you well, don't have to. I just thought it would be funny. I, mean I, I mean, I will. <laughs> I will. I'm, some of my guests are like, oh, you never drink. And then yeah. after the podcast, like, oh, yeah. thanks, mate. Get out. Yeah. No, no. Like, oh, I thought we were friends. <laughs> no, yeah. You that's can hang in when I go <laughs> Good, <laughs> great. Um, Better in Black, the debut album came out last year. Fuck, yeah. that's weird to say. Yes. Um, yeah. A bunch of Ari nominations. Yeah. Critically acclaimed, commercially acclaimed. How has life been post Better in Black? Oh, look, it's been pretty good. Life is, um, it's very different than it was the year before. Um, 
And I, I don't know, it's so weird. It's because I think I just didn't really have time to stop and think about it. It's only been, you know, at the end of the year, I'm, you know, reflecting and thinking about how the year's gone and um, that I've really realised how, you know, different my life is now and how much has changed. And it's very exciting. It's nice. It's good to reflect and, you know, I'd be grateful for that. And Being on the Falls Tour, do you get to have these nice moments to yourself or is, are you kind of just in tour life right now yeah look it's pretty like uh, it's just pretty like go 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 um but you know after tonight i'll get to chill out a bit and i don't know it's just so hard to i want to enjoy myself but it's so hard to enjoy myself at the moment with everything going on in the country and lawn being cancelled and thinking about all the people that were there and all the people that live near there and it's just very sad. So I'm trying my best to have a great time. But look, it's pretty sad. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy time, especially in, in Melbourne right now. Yeah. Um, what's your take on what's going on right now? Oh, I just think it's so sad. I, I just, I don't really know. I just, there's not really any words. I just, you know, all of the people that have lost their homes and like half a billion animals I've read mm. have been killed. And I just think, oh, I can't, you know... It's hard to fathom. It's tough to be like reflective and be like, fuck, oh. my career is great when like totally stuff hard and weird to go. I mean, on I haven't had that moment myself. Be, yeah, but just you know, <laughs> you have. Why I are you laughing, Thelma? What's so funny? You definitely have. <laughs> but you know, it's weird to go on stage and and you know be like, let's have a fucking great time and yeah, when there's something that's you know so serious, but you know at the same time it's you know it's kind of like it's I don't know I guess it's nice to be able to. You know, we're very lucky and so we should be grateful for that. And, and there has been like a bunch of fundraiser shows in the last couple of days. For sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that's been amazing. I think it's really, really awesome how people have kind of just, you know, taken to and just, mm. yeah, have taken a lot of initiative. It's very special. I mean, it has been a crazy time. I mean, like the three of us and I'm talking about producers Danny and Maggie, we were at the Arias. Mm. Your performance, holy shit. <gasps> Well, thank you. And, and what I'm talking about right now is like as far as, you know, we're an hour and a half away from your fall set, you were mm-hmm. nervous. How were you feeling for the Aries? Oh, my gosh. Out of curiosity. The same. Like, <laughs> a mess. I get so nervous. I'm nervous all the time. Bit of an anxious girl. But, um, you know, I don't I just, I always just, I know everyone kind of probably says that, but I just, I really want to, you know, have do a good performance every time and... Um, I don't know. It's but but I I've been practicing lately. You know, being very mindful and being in the moment because you know when I'm nervous, a lot of the time I can be on stage and then all of a sudden we get to the end of the set and I'm like, hang on, whoa, what did I just do in the last forty five minutes? And um, so you know, it's good to take a moment on stage and be very present and grateful and mm. take it all in. What has this past decade meant for you? Twenty ten oh. to now. I guess so. Twenty ten to now. So. Um, when was well, how I was 15 in 2010, so... Um, really? Yeah. I wish I said I was 11, but... <laughs> anyway. So I'm 29, so I was, what, 19? 19, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess it's meant, it's meant a lot because it's kind of meant my whole career. You know, I um, was unearthed after I finished school, which I was 16 when I finished school. And um, so, you know, this decade's kind of just been, you know, me building up to where I am now. So and the past 24 months in particular has been a pretty yeah. rapid rise for you, right? Yeah, it's been a big, long journey. It, it's so depressing when I talk to you. Like, yeah. I was, like, young bud was on yesterday and he's 22. Is he 22? Yeah, and he's like, oh, in 2010, I was 12. <laughs> Mate, I was working at KFC and like I couldn't pay rent. Oh my god, that's amazing! It's, I love it's, that. It's You're fucking crazy. So lucky. 
Yeah, but no, it's, it's, it's really cool to see what's what's been happening for you specifically in the last yeah. 24 months. What's next? Oh, so... I'm can, we, can we chill out for a bit on Better in Black? No or, way. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to make my next record. I'm really excited. And, this um, year? Yeah. This year being 2020? Yeah, I've already started. So, um, you know, I that will be out and um, I'll do lots of touring and, you know, just the same. And But I hopefully be bigger and better. Any collabs? Yeah, there'll be some collabs, but I can't. I can't really, you know, can't. Is one of them name the Beatles names. again? Um, it's all of the. No, it's not. <laughs> it's oh all of the Beatles. No, I'm gonna get sued. <laughs> no, it's not them. Yeah. Um, no, look, but mm, yeah, there'll be some good collabs, I reckon. Yeah. I know you can't tell me much, but I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. Thelma, thank you for coming by. I know you've got to get ready. Before no you go, you're going to win a prize. The Love prize it. is the same prize you won at Splendor. I love this. But guess what? We only have one sponsor. You've won Audio oh, Technica headphones. Did I win it for not even doing anything? No. no just exists. Just being, good, just being a good... It's a new year. It's a new decade. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you very much. Thelma, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank Con- you very much. Congrats. Thank you. Uh, good Next luck for today. See me, I promise I'll have these on me as well. I, so I, can prove I will I hold them. you to that. Yeah, Remember, this is good. a recording. Yeah, Audio Technica, good... Good headphones. Um, yeah. Good, Great tagline. <laughs> Audio Technica, not <laughs> bad. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you can use that. Thelma, thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Woo! Welcome back to the Green Room Podcast backstage at Falls Festival. I am joined now. I'm stoked to be joined by Mr. Lewis Capaldi. Sir, thank you for letting me in your dressing room. Th- thanks for having... Thanks for... Th- thanks. <laughs> thank you for coming. And I'm sorry I'm not Billie Eilish. No, no, it's fine. No, look, we, you know... <laughs> Swing and a miss. We'll get a next Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, as, like, as we record this, you are what? All of six and a half minutes off stage. Yep. Uh, we were watching the majority of your set, mm-hmm. and then we missed like the last three songs we had to do another interview. Apologize yep. for that. Don't worry, who are we interviewing? Uh, G Flip. And she's a G-flip. fucking. G Flip. Uh, she was at the stage. She, she yeah. actually said, and she didn't want me to write you out, she said, Tell Lewis that I'm cool. As well. She seems cool. Yeah. I know a lot of people who know her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that means that makes that sounds stupid, but like I know friends yeah, yeah. of hers. Like well, she was rap. We were like, oh, we have to rap this interview because we're gonna go meet Lewis. And she's like, oh my god, I love Lewis. Oh shit, she should have came. So, yeah. Well, she's gonna get ready for a gig. And you're done. Yeah, well, so yeah. um, well, that's not a good enough excuse. <laughs> G flip, Mrs. Flip, Miss Flip. Um, you sir just told <laughs> me that you were doing Dry January because you got fucked up last night. Apparently, oh, fucking loose. So uh, okay, just to clarify for the listeners, we are at Falls Festival in Byron Bay and yep. you were in Melbourne last night. I was in Melbourne and we flew over this morning and the flight attendant gave me the dirtiest look I've ever had of anybody. And then also that thing of, I came, uh, excuse my accent here, but I came up, I was getting off the plane and the guy went, rough night? And I went, fuck you. <laughs> what time was your flight? It was fucking eight o'clock, I think. Oh, fuck that. What time did you go to bed? Four. Okay. I didn't really sleep. Yes, yeah, so we had young blood on earlier. He's like, yeah, I just haven't gone to bed yet, have I? Yeah. I mean, he's but he's all fucking. He's got take AD- twenty minutes. Dude. He's ADHD, my man. <laughs> That's fucking keeps you. As, he's like a rocket. I know. I've known Dom for a long time. Yeah. Me. See, so the guitar player for Young Blood. Yeah. Is my oldest friend. Seriously. Yeah. We're from the same. I love that you said oldest friend, but not best friend. Yeah. Well, we've grown apart. <laughs> <laughs> We've grown apart as the years have gone on. Yeah, he's not the same as he once was. Yeah, know? no, uh, but yeah, I grew up. I grew up um, with him. Yeah, okay. we went to the same school. Yeah, uh, young buds drummer used to play drums for us. Oh Jesus, what happened there? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just wanted to play with a better band, I guess. And yeah. uh, he, moved, <laughs> he moved to, but then because he moved out to London, and uh, 
I, I used to go stay at their flat. Yeah. Oh, when they used to all live in one flat. Yeah. So it's fucking me and me and me and the young the young blood boys go go way back. You know so I mean? you are being serious when you say you're doing dry January. I'm being hundred percent serious. Yeah. I saw that was yeah. That was a weird. I took it off on a weird tangent. Mean you know mean dumb go way back. No. Yeah. I am. <clears throat> yes, I'm doing dry January because I look in the mirror every morning and I say, what is fucking wrong with you, you fat cunt? Isn't, isn't that the worst thing? Every time I go, you go, you're like, we have a great time, we'll be fine. In the morning, you're like, why do I do this? Today, I'm quitting drinking. Today, when I got to my hotel, I was lying. Is it a motel? My hotel. Oh, I thought they said hotel. Well, not an M. Not M. Things are going all well, all right now, surely, yeah, better than yeah. a motel. Mo- fuck motels. Yeah. Although, good enough for Pitbull, good enough for me. <laughs> hotel, motel, holiday in. Um, <coughs> you know that like wheeze there <laughs> After that um, I had to do so fucking And then Lewis had an asthma attack um, No uh, So what was I saying there a minute ago And I saw myself I was naked And Because and, and, I was just chilling out Yeah And I saw myself in the mirror And I was like Fuck You look like a bag of shit You look so bad And I just I just looked at it And I, and I kind of sat up on, I sat up on the edge of the bed And I just I just saw how Fat I'd got. I've always been like chubby. Yeah. Like, I've always had a bit of meat and bones. And it's always been like, ha ha ha, I'm kind of, I'm a bit chubby. Yeah. But it's getting to a point now where it's no longer. When fun. someone says, no KFC this week, you're like, that's <coughs> offensive now. No, I know. It's, it's, it's just, my body is repulsive. I'm, I, uh, any girl that I speak to now, right? Speaking of this girl. Sure. It's been a while. <laughs> What, this last night? Uh, no, from, for like ages. Yeah. Just, uh, and I just think, oh, I'm never going, you're never going to see my, me with my clothes on. Because it's disgusting. You can't even be like, hey, you know that song, Someone You Loved? Well, guess who wrote it? Well, I don't know if she's interested. <laughs> the women, I think. I mean, I don't know. There was just more like a talking and been on a couple of dates and stuff. But <clears throat> I just mean, I refuse. Mm. To take my clothes off in front of her ever until I'm slim. Well, this is a good segue because there's a, there's a lot of internet rumors. <laughs> a lot of internet rumors that you and Niall Horan are like BFFE. We with BFFE. Yeah. We'll see. Best friends forever. No, it's just ever. No, it's BFFE's a thing, isn't it? Forever's one world. Okay, I made you that up. Fuck you know what? Fuck off. I had, I had a big night last night as well. Yeah, he's done that. Yes. BFF. Yeah, we are good friends. Yes, we're going on to. I, I spent. Um, I, got, I was in America up until the twenty first of December doing these radio shows over there, and he, he did them, and we we had we had some we had some good times. Because well, I, I love that. I think he he told a story that he was playing. It was New York. He was playing a show, and he said he looked down in the front row, and there was this guy. Oh, it was LA. Giving yeah. him the fucking finger. It was LA. Excuse <laughs> oh, me, sorry, I'm all fl- flamed up. That was gross. That's <laughs> minging. <laughs> sorry, um, I did it on stage as well. I was like, my mum's going to fucking. Kill I just me. saw you like just fucking. Do a yeah. massive spit on stage. I've never done that before, but it was like, I couldn't breathe. Is that frowned upon with crew? I have no idea. I don't think so, because it's like the floor, isn't it? Surely you can smash a fucking guitar on stage, you can spit. You can spit, yeah, but it's kind of, I think spitting's quite gross. Did you feel bad about it? Yeah, and I felt, oh, my mum, if my mum, if my mum was here, she wouldn't, she'd be quite Where angry. is your mum right now? Back in Scotland? Um, oh, in her bed, I think. <laughs> What time is it in Scotland? Sexy, that wasn't, that wasn't meant to be a sexy question. That was just like, what's your mum doing it's now? A, it's a sexy question, t- <laughs> Bo. And every podcast you do, you should have one section. What's your mother just, up to? Yeah, it's just, it's just the sexy question. It would question. get banned very, very quickly. Yeah. You want just one question, and you could get a jingle where it's like, whoosh, sexy question. 
and you do the sexy question, you should do that. You should do that. I've done it. Yeah. This, that's why this podcast doesn't do very well. Yeah, oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't do well. Fuck, what are we doing? <clears throat> you know, got to appease our six listeners. Yeah, yeah. They're good guys. Hello. I think you'd like them. Are they old guys? Steve, Gary, Paul, Tom, yeah. and uh, Wade. Yeah, Wade. Yeah. It's quite a good name to Things like aren't that. going good for Wade. Wade. Don't, we don't want to get started on Wade. Yeah, what's, what's happening with Wade? Look, he's, uh, he got uh, fired from Walmart. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Divorced, maybe. Not even. Not even married. Just lost the kids as well, so. Oh, fuck it's it. been a tough time being fuck Wade. Fuck you, Wade, if you're yeah. listening. Back to Niall Horan. <laughs> there was a point with the Niall Horan thing, I promise. You, in a way, have kind of reinvented, whether you know it or care or like, you've reinvented what the uh, alternative indie pop star looks, sounds, feels like. I'm sure you've heard this. Feels a th- like. I'm sure you've heard this a thousand fucking times. Yeah, hot. Ah, he feels different. Very warm and gooey. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard this before, but like, have you ever considered a career in comedy no, or stand up? Because there's I, no way in hell someone hasn't told you this before. I've heard that. I don't actually think I'm that funny, right? I think that. Compared to, like, you hear the music and you expect it to be quite serious, and I think that is the the kicker. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not. I'm not actually that funny. I'm just, I'm just quite jovial for a singer. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I think as well, I have too much respect for people who do comedy properly to to to, to actually to pursue to, to it because it. it's just these fucking. Oh, here's this chubby little fucking loser. Sings a couple of songs, think he's, thinks he can make jokes now. But there's, there's a very ongoing thing for years that, like, there's no such thing as a hot comedian. Yeah, well, well. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. You say that yourself. <laughs> I don't know, I like, I listen to a guy called Chris D'Elia. Yeah, Chris D'Elia, yeah, fuck He's yeah. quite handsome. Yeah, okay, that's fair. He's, so, so you're fucking wrong, right? Yeah. Take it back. And Chris is a big fan of this podcast. He was actually one of the guys I mentioned. Yeah, he was I, one of the I, six guys. He, has, I've spoke to him. He was going to come to the show in LA and he couldn't, but I, sometimes he sends me the odd DM, mentioned me on his podcast. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's what I said. Well, that's cool, right? It's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's so cool. It's very cool. Your the, de- de- the debut album came out in May, May. of last year. That's mm-hmm. fucking crazy to say. It's going to be May. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be May. Nice. Mm-hmm. Ending reference. Justin yeah. Timberlake, good guy. J Tim. Yeah. J. <laughs> J T, but sure. J Tim. J Tim. Jim Tim. Jazz Tim's. Jim Tim. Yeah. I like that. Uh, a follow up album. When do you think that Give will happen? Give me a fucking break. <laughs> For Christ's sake. It just came out. Oh, I'm fucking shit out albums, Life Rain But Center. is it not like we were in the crowd and you like I think you played Before You Go and you mm. said I released this just before Christmas. Yeah. I was a little ways away because I had to because I had to fucking leave to come to this interview. Yeah. Everyone was singing it. Everyone knows it it's, it's been out for a little over a month. Yeah, the response to that song has been quite uh, shocking. Because mm. I kind of thought someone you loved has come out and it did this big, big stuff and then I thought, oh no, I'm not going to have another song that's doing well. Mm. But seems like that one's a, a core. Seems <laughs> that's a good, a good one. So yeah, um, yeah no, I, I love playing that song. It's probably my favourite song that we play in the set. Sorry, I'm quite jittery. Voice, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do love that song. And uh, I don't know, new album. I don't really. Th- I'm trying not to think about it. I'm going to write it next year. Yeah. And then I'll release it. Release it in 2021. Hopefully, release a, a new single. Yeah. From the next album at the end of next year. Right, okay, so you can kind of just sit on this album for a while, tour it. Yeah. Because how many times have you been to Australia? Once. This is the second time. As an artist or as just a guy as who artist, came to Australia? As an artist, yes. Yeah, <laughs> right, and how, how is it treating you? I fucking love it. Yeah? Oh, fuck it. See, if it wasn't so far away, I'd live here. That's, that's, what, that's what everyone says, yeah. Yeah, it's too far away. Do you, well, you're flying from Scotland or you're flying from LA? It's LA? Why would they fly from LA? I don't know, all the musicians live in LA, don't they? Yeah, I love my mum and dad. <laughs> they still live in the house. I still live in the house. Do you pay rent? 
What? Do you pay rent? Nope. Uh, pff, come on, Lois. I mate. always say to my mum, if you didn't want me, if you wanted to not have me staying in the house this long, you should have rubbered up. That's fair. I don't say that to my mum, I say that to my My mum, her rubbering up would be pointless. I don't know how she would do it. Um, <laughs> but actually, funny story, I was a mistake. I was a mistake? I was about to and, say that. And my dad, my mum, he was supposed to go get a vasectomy. And he oh, didn't. Sh- and he told my mum that he did. Because <laughs> he, sh- he shot out it. Well, he was just too afraid to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's getting your, your cock. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a procedure, yeah. <laughs> cock and or balls chopped, it is, <laughs> isn't it? Um, and yeah, he just didn't go because he was, he was like, oh no, I'm, I'm a bit scared. And uh, yeah. And so then, wait, how many, how many siblings do you have? Three. Okay. I've got two brothers and a sister. Oh, they're old. Dude, they? this is exactly my. Are you the baby? I am the baby. This is my life. Two brothers, Twins. one sister. Can I got a hell yes. <laughs> Can I got a hell yes. I got two brothers. Wait, wait, brother, sister, brother? That's brother, sister, brother. Oh, that's fucking weird. That is mad. What's your birthday? 7th of October 1996. Wait, what? 7th of October 1996. I'm second. What? 2nd of October 1990. You're the second? Second of October. The last show that we are playing for this album is second of October next year. Where? I can't say. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have actually brought it up. Can I come? It's in. Uh, uh, it's in the UK. I'll come to that. Yeah, come along. I'll hold you that for your birthday. I do, this is the thing about your podcast. After the interviews, I get very aggressive with the publicity team. Yeah. And I say, he said I'm coming. Well, listen, you can come. I don't know. I'm leaning quite quite close to your groin. <laughs> this is like I've very noticed, yeah. very interrogating. I've like, I'm, I'm just I just realised how uh, how close I was to your crotch. Would you <laughs> Like we can get closer. Yeah. No, this is all on social. I like the, I like the idea, I like the idea of someone listening and thinking that my face is right next to your <laughs> penis. That'd be so funny. Do you know what's shit? Is that we, we're doing Fall again tomorrow. This is the second of three days at Falls. You're playing in Sydney tomorrow. We're well, from Sydney, just yeah. to clarify. Uh, you're playing Horn Pavilion tomorrow night, but we're here. Do you know when you're coming back to, to Australia? Um, no. <laughs> That's devastating. That's a good way to end it. We're getting told to shut the fuck <laughs> up and wrap up. this interview up. Uh, he's, uh, he's done already and he needs to eat. But Lewis, no, um, uh, uh, well, wait for now, we can do another two minutes. Um, but um, <laughs> I'll eat my dinner when I want. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying there? Hard and Pavilion, yeah, tomorrow. Which is mental because last time we played in Sydney was at Oxford Arts Factory last year. And the last time I, I was that's actually... That's fucking great though, right? That's brilliant. Like, that's without so getting amazing. weird and humble and like kiss your own ass, like, that's fucking cool. I, I, let's not be humble about it. It's fucking exceptional. <laughs> I'm the best. That's that. You should be wrapped with that. Wait, wait. I am the best. Yeah. No, no. It is At fucking, everything. It's so, so mental. And the fact that someone you loved, because obviously around Europe and stuff, I, I did loads of promo and stuff, and I did all this stuff to promote the, to promote the album. And this is the first time I'm here mm. since fucking July. Oh, July 2018. Yeah. And it's like. To, 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 to be able to do the Holland Pavilion it's like what 5,000 people 4,000, 5,000 alright Adam that's Adam from Youngblood hey Adam that's from Youngblood that's the guy I was talking about oldest friend yeah. he's trying to yeah. um, make amends <laughs> for a new decade yeah exactly yeah but I think um, yeah so uh, it's just it's very 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 good very good well I'm bummed out that we don't get to see you in Sydney tomorrow night but yeah. I'm hoping we get to see you soon I'm sure when you come back you'll be playing arenas just oh, do Ed Sheeran just play ANZ Stadium so that's fine that's how it does yeah big Ed yeah. fucking hell Ed every time he's so big Did, actually you know I'm pretty sure that that was his first gig in, in Sydney was Oxford Art Factory really yeah fucking hell so well I th- I'd like to have his career <laughs> 
And it's money. Come Mate, on. it's time. Ching, 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 ching. Uh, Lewis, thank you so much, man. Before we go, we're going to give you a prize because you've been such a good sport. Oh, lovely. Audio Technica headphones from our friends Ooh, at Audio Technica. Wow, thank you. That's pretty good. Yeah. You're right. You were worried there's going to be like, a, oh, have a say yeah. or whatever, Vegemite. That's pretty good. You're, you're quite right. Yeah. Fuck yes. Thank you very much. Lewis, thank you so much I'm for coming by, man. For the rest of- oh, does everyone get the pair of these? Yeah. All right, well, don't feel special. <laughs> They're our sponsor. We have to please them. I okay. See. Nice one. Thank you very much. Uh, Lewis, so good to meet you, man. Thank Can't you, wait man. to come back. Um, we'll talk soon. Love you so much. Thanks. I love you. I love you. That is a wrap on Falls Festival 2020. Thank you so much for listening. Again, thank you to our sponsors, Audio Technica. Uh, welcome to the future, everyone. Danny and Maggie, we did it. Three days down. I'm feeling as good as day one with a little less dignity. I'm really tired of holding Danny on my shoulders. We haven't showered in 72 hours. It has been <laughs> a very long week. But thank you again for listening. We will see you all very soon. Uh, if you like what you hear, check out the Handshake Media Network for all of the other podcasts. Um, but that does it, everyone. Welcome to 2020. Welcome to a new decade. We will see you in the future, which is right now, I suppose. Thanks, bye.